hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode number 14 of the Fantasy Cast. Cannot believe it's been 14 weeks, 14 episodes of this. Absolutely crazy. I'm your co-host, Lachlan McTagg. Joined alongside me, as always, is one Mr. Ty White. Ty, how's it hanging in there, bud? You doing well? You know, I'm doing well. We're getting festive. It's, oh my gosh, I just put that on totally wrong. We're getting closer and closer to the Christmas break, um, like break from school, which is great. You know, everyone needs that. Um, and I'm doing well downtown. I mean, weather's kind of nice, going skating and stuff like that. And then Chargers treat me to a win against the Bengals. That was huge. It was absolutely huge. So uh, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Yeah, it's 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 all right here. Weather's, weather's still fairly warm, I'd say, mm-hmm. in Springfield right now. Still no snow. Um nowhere close to like freezing temperatures it's been it's been really weird but uh we unfortunately lost our uh game on sunday oh. in heartbreaking fashion we lost for like 30 seconds left they scored to make it three two so it was a it's a tough loss sunday got a game um tomorrow as of right now we're recording but um wednesday i guess is our is our game yeah uh, where we go to foxborough <laughs> play top team in our division so that should be a good game Uh, yeah that'll be a big clash but as far as as far as fantasy football goes as well not good whatsoever i got pumped in the in the first leg of the first round Hmm. i'm down i think 60 right now oh my um yeah oh good luck our i i put up 100 points this week which not not great not ideal but the, the, the guy I'm playing against put up 160. So I'm like, all right, fair. So I'm going to need some, uh, some what was it, 2019 Liverpool second leg at Anfield. Against Barcelona? Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm gonna, and, and if anyone understands that reference, it's a, I, I'd say it's a fairly advanced North American pro sports reference. Yeah. Considering it's, it's Europe, European Champions League. So if anyone if anyone knows what I'm talking about, good on you. If not, I encourage you to look up uh, the match highlights from that game because goosebumps, literally. One um, of the greatest soccer comebacks, yeah. comebacks in sports history in general. So yeah, yeah. so I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna need a, a a second leg Anfield type performance to yeah. to move on, which which sucks, really sucks. And then uh, Falcons lost to the Bucks which was not good. I mean, I, I kind of knew they were going to lose anyway. Like the Bucks are a way better team than the Falcons are. Um, and Tom Brady owns Atlanta flat out. No, mm. no argument there. The Falcons were in that game and then they just kind of like refused to play at the end. And then Tampa just kind of pulled away. Yeah. The, the, the big one of the week though, for me was, was last, last night or Monday night, Buffalo dude, that like, terrible so disheartening if you're a bills fan i was so sad last night man yeah pats two games up on the division so sad chargers actually hop above the bills in the playoff picture they're now the fifth seed very the afc i don't care what says it's so much better than the nfc in every respect and the playoff race is so much closer so much more exciting but yeah if you're a bills fan that was heartbreaking at home too not really what you want. That's a it was a bad game. Yeah, it was it was just unfortunate, you know, like two back-to-back drives with trips to the red zone. And I mean, I get I give New England a lot of credit. They they pressured Josh Allen fairly well. They made yeah. him because 
there, there was times where there was open receivers, but it, Josh Allen had to scramble to get away from pressure, and he did very, very well at that. But yeah. New England did well recovering when Allen was looking down and around to escape the pressure and not looking yeah. downfield. Um, but, yeah, I mean. Like Judon's a stud, J.C. Jackson, that guy's a stud. Yeah, and, I mean, all credit, all credit to the Pats, honestly. Their, their red zone defense these last seven games has been phenomenal. And yep. it was it was on full display uh, in Buffalo on Monday night. So, you know, nothing nothing to do now. Uh, pull a Bill Belichick, you know, on on to Cincinnati. Um, on to Cincinnati, we're on to Cincinnati. On to on to Tampa Bay. Yeesh. What a what a what a matchup that's that's become now. That's uh, that's a a very crucial game for the Bills to to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's a quick, not so quick recap. <laughs> Of like everything that's going, yeah. But that's it's it's good to start off with a nice conversation before we head into our starts and sits because let's get into the episode of starts and sits this week. I mean, we did well. Um, maybe not as well as we hope to, but we did fairly yeah. well. All I'm, considering, I, I will take this week any day. Yeah, any day. It's just it was a solid week of picks. Solid. I mean, starting off with our starts, we had uh, Alexander Madison, of course, uh, versus Detroit. Uh, he had twenty one point four, so we were absolutely correct about that. Nice. Hey, how, how about how about the Lions, man? Yeah. Oh how, wow. Oh yeah. my God. How about the Lions, man? Such good a, for such, them. Look at Scotty, man. So inspirational. So inspirational. And you had like golf immediately go to the coach, Dan. Campbell, yeah. With a hug. I mean, they were celebrating. That was awesome. They deserved that. It was. That good. was awesome. Good for them. I'm very happy for Detroit. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's go back and forth. Yeah, uh, I told you to start Carson Wentz against Houston. That was a surprise. He only put up 11 points Yeah, but no, uh, I mean, against, against the Texans. I mean, we tried to give you the best possible combination. Hmm. Maybe Wentz isn't the best quarterback in the NFL. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. Um, anyway, we got that one wrong. Not a complete goose egg, but like um, not our standards of a start. Still put up not Not the 15-point point threshold we were hoping. Hmm for him to break but that's okay yeah still put up a love rob gronkowski versus atlanta boy were we right about this one he had two touchdowns 21.8 points great game from rob like you said earlier too earlier lock they pretty much dominated the falcons in all respects uh, yep. of the game uh gronk was a big part of that uh we told you to start miles gaskin and unfortunately i'm the bearer of bad news in the starts category because miles oh, gaskin my. put up 6.9 points nice against the giants very unfortunate. We were hoping for a little bit better from him. Um, so we apologize if you started Miles Gaskin and are mm. outraged. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you, usually we get Miles Gaskin right. So this was one of those odd times that we didn't. Yeah. Um, Jalen Waddle had a good game as usual. Uh, so yeah. Uh, final one Michael Gallup versus New Orleans, 14.6 points. Good on us again. That was absolutely correct on our part. So we went. Three for five in our starts. Let's go on. You know what? Look, I'll start off because okay. I don't want you to say every wrong one. Thank you. So thank far. you. Thank you. Uh, we said to start uh, a sit DK Metcalf versus San Francisco, and he put up 11 points, which is only so one. So close. Yeah. I mean, we were very close to getting that one right. And he didn't like um, – so that was a big win for the Seahawks, of course, but he wasn't too, too involved in that game. I mean, it was, it was Russ, and, you know, they had some – big plays defensively you had Tyler Lockwood who caught a touchdown towards the end of the game so he wasn't too too involved but st- still oh. we technically got that one wrong 
Uh, we told you sit Jacoby Mayers versus the Buffalo Bills. And thank goodness you did because he goose-egged you. Why? Because Mac Jones threw, what, two passes in that game? Two passes. I mean, the NFL if, means if you, fantastic. If you, if you started a, uh, a New England running back, literally any New England running back. Yep. Very good day. Pretty good. Nice. Because I think I think there was what, what was it? It was like thirty-seven or thirty-six consecutive run plays. I I I, I want to say yeah, like something well, like that. They only cut out they literally only three passing plays the whole game. And yeah. and the, like Mac Jones two for two. He should have been zero for one. That pass, the first pass was way over the head of his uh, tight end. So yeah. I mean that was. I mean, he didn't have a – I don't know. It was such a weird game. The other I thing is, like, it. Mac Jones has never played in that environment before. And as a rookie, yeah. like, I was I, – I won't even lie. I was looking at my chops because I, I, I had the Bills defense. who didn't totally disappoint me. They put up five points. But I was really hoping that they were going to, like, play a regular game with Mac Jones. And when I saw the snow swirling in the stadium before the game, I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, baby. You better you better look out because I, I thought it was just going to be pick city for Mac Jones because he just didn't know how to adjust. But Bill Belichick obviously is way smarter than that, way smarter than me. Um, and you know what? Solid game plan. It was a good game. I thought they honestly could have thrown with him more because he was good. I mean, he's they were and they and they were with they were with the wind in the second and fourth quarter. Yeah, those winds were crazy. It wasn't as much the snow actually in slush. No, it was, it was the winds. The winds. Yeah. winds were ridiculous. But uh, yes, uh, Jacoby Myers goose egg. We were right. Cordero Patterson, we were wrong versus Tampa Bay. We said to sit him in the rare times. Um, only, t- once again, 12 points, so two points off. I mean, we were pretty close. Yeah. These are some good players that we're predicting here. Not a fantastic game, just a, a decent okay game, but technically we were wrong there. He And, and Cordero in that game had like one big run, and then mm-hmm. other than that just got stuffed every mm-hmm. time he ran the ball. Um, That's all you need. We told you, to, we told you to sit Noah Fant versus Kansas City. Uh, and he put up seven points, so we were right about that. Solid. And then, once again, Emmanuel Sanders versus New England. Very happy that we predicted that because uh, that's two of our picks right in the Buffalo-New England game. Um, Buffalo didn't pass too, too much. As we said, alluded to earlier, the wins, he only had 5.2 points. Uh, Gabriel Davis was the one who caught the touchdown anyways, and uh, um, Stephon Diggs only a couple catches on the on the game it was a very weird one-off game but we were we were right i mean new england secondary even though good buffalo passed way more than new england did new england secondary was phenomenal jc jackson was phenomenal you yep. it was very like they was the reason that dawson knox kind of dropped those passes because we'll talk, of and we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about dawson knox a little later um how about we move on to some big weeks here i'll start off Do with the quarterbacks uh, Kyler Murray put up 30 Tom Brady again Tom Brady's name we've been saying a bunch this year man he's, he's been having a really really good fantasy football season that guy's amazing really really good he put up 29 years truly Justin Herbert put up a nice 26 points uh, Taysom Hill how are you New Orleans 24 <laughs> and, and Matt, can, we, can we just quickly yeah. mention that was with four interceptions as well yeah <laughs> I hate our fantasy footballer because I was playing some guy who had him and he pulled up and he beat me and he put up 24 points with Taysom Hill I was like oh my gosh he's got through four picks he's a scrub yeah. yeah finally Matt Stafford put up 24 in a much needed Rams victory much yeah. needed they were lucky that Jacksonville was on the schedule there because they might have been looking at uh four games in a row where they yeah lose. but yeah uh wide receivers Jay Jettis Jay Jettis Justin Jefferson had 35 Deontay Johnson had 30 
another great week for Johnson. Chris Godwin at 30. T. Higgins at 28 against the Chargers. He actually caught an amazing pass for a touchdown. He's a solid player, of course. T. Higgins given that. Uh, Cooper Cup, uh, 26.9. So good, uh, good there. Moving on to the running backs now. Uh, running backs, Javante Williams put up 29. Uh, David Montgomery put up 28. Jonathan Taylor, once again on our list, uh, put up 24. Yeah. So did Josh Jacobs. And Leonard Fournette put up a nice 22-point performance. So that rounds yep. out the running backs of the week. Tight ends, George Kittle, 39, almost put up 40. Wow, great game for him. Uh, in a loss. Yeah, in a loss. Too. Yeah, I mean, a, a big part of that as well is, uh, is Debo Samuel being out. And who yeah. knows if he's going to be back this week as well. I have Debo Samuel on my fantasy team. And that's part of the reason why I got just pieced up last week. Mm-hmm. Didn't have my top receiver. And I, I, I remember we finished recording and I wanted to mention this last week, but uh, and I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it quick here. Yeah. When uh, and the, the stats kind of escaping my mind right now, but I saw something really cool last week where um, when, when Debo Samuel lines up, at running back and, and take snaps at running back for the 49ers. Um, they're averaging, I think, 8.6 yards per play. Wow. And almost the, the first down every play. The the season the, the total season leaders in yards per play are the Cowboys at like 6.3 mm-hmm. yards per play. Yeah. So when Debo Samuel has lined up at running back for the 49ers, they have been very, very impressive and very, very efficient offensively and making their offense way more multidimensional. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So Debo Samuel, that's a, that was a big loss for the 49ers. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kittle picked up a lot of that workload. So if Debo Samuel can return, um, I think good things will start to happen again for the 49ers because they found quite a bit of success with him using him in that multidimensional role. They did. And they have a bad history against the Seahawks anyway. So maybe that was just a one-off, but um Kittle, almost 40 points. Amazing. Dallas Goddard at 28. Uh, Rob Gronkowski had 21, as we mentioned before. TJ Hawkinson at 14. And Logan Thomas at 13. Love that. Big game. Washington football team beat uh, the Raiders, which I love to see that because, you know, division rival Chargers needed that. Um, And he caught like a one-handed pass for a touchdown. Great game from there. Uh, Moving on to our waiver wires now. Uh, I'll start off. can, Can I go D and special teams quick? Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my God. I just completely skipped over that. No, yeah, right. no worries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. No worries. Yeah. No worries. We'll get to the waiver wire in a second, folks. Uh, Chargers defense and special teams versus Cincinnati. They put up a nice 20 points. Big week for them. Yeah, uh, Indy versus Houston. They put up 18. And Dallas versus New Orleans. Thanks to Taysom Hills. Wonderful, wonderful elite ball placement. Yeah. Elite ball, play. elite, elite ball placement. That guy sucks. I mean, he's <laughs> <laughs> been that bad in the past. He had an awful game. That yeah, like, he did. No, but he still, he still, he, he still, he still put up twenty four. Man, like there's so, something weird. Fan, there's, uh, you know, you know yeah. something desperately, deeply wrong in fantasy football when a guy can throw four picks and sell twenty four touchdowns. Yep. Sorry, twenty four points with only one touchdown. That's ridiculous. Yep. Um, yep. Waiver wire. Sorry, I skipped over that. Uh, we have first is Teddy Bridgewater, actually, which is someone I don't like saying his name because Denver. I think Teddy's a ridiculous first name. I, that was kind of mean, but this guy's actually it's kind of cool, I guess. Put a lot of pocket. Uh, yeah, 23% rostered. Um, he has, I mean, he's a pretty good player. He's only had two games below double digit points this year. Um, and he's got Detroit next on the schedule. So 
if you're looking like this is crunch time fantasy football, he's a pretty decent start this upcoming week. Um, even though we don't technically have him on our list as, as you're going to hear Teddy Bridgewater though. Next one we're talking on the waiver wire is Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, his last six games all over 12 points, which quarterback that's, that's decent, decently consistent, I'd say. And again, a lot of talking, those are on the higher end. Too. And again, talking about, talking about uh, a potential Debo Samuel return this week. Um, you know, that offense, they just didn't quite look the same against Seattle without Debo. Um, so if he returns, look for Jimmy G to keep rolling. And he's also got an easy schedule, including Cincinnati, Atlanta, and Tennessee. And I know Tennessee, you think, oh, well, Tennessee's a good team. Yeah, but their defense is not that good. Also Houston in that as well, the last game, actually. So easy, like uh, some of Easier. those are good teams. It's Cincinnati's Easier. good team, but like the defenses aren't nothing to uh, phone home about. Uh, finishing off with Nick Westbrook Ikeen. I think that's how you say that. Um, excuse me. Uh, he's a wide receiver for Tennessee. He's like the third, fourth option on that team. However, like once again, you're looking for some players to pick up. Uh, he said 17 and 10 in his last two. Uh, decently easy defense schedule. Like for example, I think he's got uh, they got Jacksonville uh, upcoming. So uh, you know Pittsburgh has been kind of so so defensively, San Francisco gave up big points uh, to players like Ty Lock and stuff like that. And then Miami, who who knows what they'll be like by then, but they were hot kind of recently. So not like kind of a decently uh, tough defensive schedule. But, you know, there's been injuries on that team. Uh, he's been seeing targets for some reason. I don't know why. I don't love their offensive game plans anymore, but it's just something that's happening. So we're going with Bridgewater, Garoppolo, and Westbrook Icking for our wave wire pickups. And again, these picks are just gonna get greasier and greasier as oh, the weeks the greasier. go on, man. Oh, like we're talking twenty-three percent roster, thirty percent roster, yeah. and fourteen percent roster. That's ugly. Like That's we're we're is. we're getting to the bottom of the barrel here. Yeah, like and if we can actually <laughs> if we can look back here for a second. Yeah, take a take a look back at like week like three or something. Like I, I'm sure our waiver wires are pretty good. Yeah, or even not not too long ago, like just last week, Jamal Williams was forty percent rostered. Uh, Cedric Wilson, twenty three percent rostered. Madison, Alexander Madison, fifty three percent rostered. I yeah. just checked; he's ninety four right now. Dal Cook's and, absence really, really, oh, for really sure. like but helped. That, even like, but <laughs> that's higher than uh, that's higher than Javante Williams. Javante Williams is going ninety two, and this guy's ninety four. Wow. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to uh starts and sits as always. All start us off no pun intended um with javante williams against detroit uh javante has been hot lately in detroit although they've come off their first win great for them so happy for them great for them great job guys um their defense isn't that good and in their la- in his last two games javante williams has put up 20 and 24 we are finally in denver seeing javante williams take over the majority of the snaps and the majority of the carries in games and i know ty that was something that you talked about earlier this season when you after you drafted javante williams that you were hoping would start to happen and it, it it's it's looking like a pretty worthwhile investment at this point yeah, no, I'm glad you mentioned that because I did say, <laughs> I did indeed say that looking back. Yeah. 29, I, but keep in mind, 29 points, that's without um, Melvin Gordon there. But still, I mean, he's proving how good he is. Chris Collinsworth couldn't stop talking about him on Sunday Night Football because <laughs> that's what Chris Collinsworth does. Chris Collinsworth, uh, I've, they, they, pick, they pick guys to talk about and they just like 
hammer that guy in your face. Or AP Bunt. He just won't go down. He's such a tough person to tackle. Yeah. Great player on the backfield, too. Uh, going to another Jay Williams, it's Jamal Williams in the same game Yeah, versus Denver. Uh, I, I feel since he's going to have a bounce-back game, him personally, not necessarily the Lions. I mean, they won. Congratulations. I mean, they, they should get – Denver should win this game. <laughs> Uh, of course, but he only had nine points last week, which is he's had more when he was a backup. Um, so that's not necessarily tremendous, but I feel like, you know, Denver doesn't have the most fantastic run defense. They're more of a secondary team. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. I just feel like he's going to have a bounce back game, a personal bounce back game, um, and he should have definitely in the double digits. Yep. Next start, we're going Jalen Guyton versus the Giants. Uh, Guyton was great last year. Fantastic for the Chargers. He kind of swapped roles a little bit with Mike Williams, I'd say. Uh, Guyton kind of cemented himself in the latter portion of the the 2020 NFL season as the the clear-cut number two wideout in that system. And it was an awesome deep threat for Herbert. I mean, how many times did you see Justin Herbert lob that ball 35, 40, even 50 yards along the field to to Jalen Guyton? Exactly. Right. For a non for a non Chargers fan, that was amazing analysis. That's literally. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Exactly. That's exactly correct. That is one hundred percent correct. <laughs> and he had eighteen last week, yeah. which is weird because it was a game that Keenan and Mike were playing. But now Keenan is actually he might be out for this upcoming game because he was put on the COVID list. Even questionable. Though vaccinated. Uh, yeah, questionable for sure. Yeah, but uh, um, yeah, but look, look, the Giants look, too. look for look for Guyton as well to. Uh, maybe take a little bit of that roll back that he, that he had last year. Cause him and Herbert had a, had something really, really going for them last year. So, yeah, I, and, and I as well, love the game plan too. as, as well, if it Guyton, I feel like is a little bit similar to Tyler Lockett, obviously not quite the name and not quite the receiver yet that Tyler Lockett mm-hmm. is, but Tyler Lockett always has found ways to like, just catch that 60 yard bomb touchdown and then put up like 25 points randomly or like 30 points randomly, or even yeah. like a 40 bomb. Um, That's so true. Yeah. And Guyton and was that guy last year. You never, you, you never know. Like Guyton catches what, like a 40 yard touchdown. And all of a sudden yeah. he's, he's in the twenties. Yeah. Right? He gets a couple, he, he gets a couple, you know, grimy catches for yards. And all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at like a nice 20 point performance from him. So we're yeah. telling you to start him basically. For sure. I, I really hope that pays off as a Chargers fan. Uh, A.J. Dillon versus Chicago. A.J. Dillon's a person we love to talk about in the past. He's yes, at 20, yeah. 15, 26, and 13 in his last four. Uh, incredible, incredible back. Chicago struggling. I It's miserable being a Bears fan right now. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I didn't love to be honest. I'm a, I like Ohio State a lot. I'm an Ohio State fan. Didn't love the Justin Fields pick, to be honest. Um I don't know. That it's just AJ Dillon, great back. We feel like he's gonna have a good game against kind of a crappy divisional rival. Rival, yeah. Ri- I was gonna say rivalry week as well. These yeah. two teams are not fond of each other. Always produces a good football game, though. Yeah, for sure. So, Historic. Yeah. Last one: Hunter Renfro versus Kansas City. Hunter Renfro has had 12, 17, 7, 24, and fourteen. That might have, that might have been twenty-one and fourteen. Excuse me. Um, in his last five games. Um, Kansas city are much improved from a couple weeks ago. Um, but Hunter Renfro has, he, he's proven himself to be kind of, 
to, to be kind of immune from, from certain defenses. Like it, it just seems we we've had him on the sit list a couple of times this season and mm. he's just completely went against what we predicted. Proved so, us wrong for sure. Honestly, I mean, at this point, you know, might as well made it, make it a bit interesting. We're going to tell you to start Hunter Renfro because he's such a sneaky receiver as well. He can sneak in behind secondaries and Derek Carr is playing well as well, playing well too, excuse me. Yeah, no, for sure. In my opinion, I hate to say it though. He's probably one of the best slot receivers in the NFL right now. He's yeah. incredible. He's, he's, he's very good. The guy Solid can, play. the guy can move. Oh, okay. Are you ready for these? Doritos extra is, bold sits because yeah, this is this is Doritos roulette sits here, man. Holy yeah. smokes! My goodness, do we got some big ones starting off with Mike Evans? Oh no, like we could go 0 for 5 here, or we, we could honestly, honestly, like before we get into the full list, we could legitimately go 0 for 5 in this list. Pretty much, like it, it's it's in the past, I feel like we've been fairly confident with our starts and sits. And this is the one week where I don't have a ton of confidence in the sits, but at the same time, that's what makes it entertaining, right? Like if, if we, if, if we wanted to, t- if we wanted to go, if we wanted to go eight for 10 every week, we, we would have a lot more sure picks, but yeah. we don't. And that's what makes not, it fun. We're not necessarily just spitting crap out at you. Just saying, oh, exactly. this player. oh, oh, goody. We got it right. Randomly. No, we do have some reasoning behind why, obviously if we yes. break this down for your episode, uh, why we think you should sit these players and we'll get into it because obviously we need a little bit of luck. We need these things to actually happen, but yes. we do believe that there's a decent probability of them happening. Mike Evans versus Buffalo. First of all, Chris Godwin and Gronkowski, like we mentioned Gronkowski's name and we mentioned uh, Godwin's name before in the big weeks. They're hot. Like you just said, heating up. up Buffalo's defense. They, the defense is not the problem on Buffalo. No. They're pretty good. No. They can take Mike Evans out of a game plan. They're secondary. Even, fantastic. I will say this, even without Trey White, yep. that defense is still elite. They still so, have all the all the core pieces there. Their secondary is great. Their linebackers are phenomenal. And their yeah. D-line is only getting better and better every week with, with all their young guys, such as Ed Oliver. Like, Ed Oliver is really coming into his own right now. Oliver, yeah, Micah Hyde. I mean, they – very, very good football team defensively without Tredavious White. We just think Buffalo's going to have a bounce back uh, in terms of, I, I think, honestly, all around. I think people are, because they, they, I mean, obviously, they lost New England, but Buffalo, I don't know, cold weather team playing terribly in bad weather games, which is usually not what they're known for. Uh, they play good in good weather and they're playing in Tampa Bay. That's about as good weather yeah, as it gets yeah. in the national football league. That's I yeah. feel like they're going to do all right. And I feel like, I don't know, Mike Evans gets taken out of that game a little bit, which we've seen this year. We've seen him within the single points range. So I feel like this might be one of those games where that happens. That being said, Gronk and Godwin could very well have a good game. Honestly, so. on any, any game though, it's kind of a coin flip between Godwin and Evans who gets, the the lion's share of of the passes because both of them are elite receivers yeah right like godwin could be a number one on most teams absolutely and evans just one of those things evans evans is evans got the franchise tag in the offseason didn't he uh i think so yeah he deserved it too yeah very deserving but then you also look at uh leonard fournette is slowly making his way back into the mix we're seeing the re-emergence of playoff lenny that guy's um, so good. Uh, they, so, they're actually so, using no, him. Yeah, they're actually using him more, which is another reason why we think Mike Evans might have a bit of a down week this week. 
as yeah. crazy as that sounds. If you thought that was a big sit, wait till you hear this one. Yeah, next one. Uh, I cannot believe we are saying all of these, but Jamar Chase. We want you to sit Jamar Chase. God damn. Uh, versus, <laughs> versus San Francisco. Um, T. Higgins is heating up. Yeah. Uh, they got they, they got some receivers in that offense, and Joe Mixon as well has been lights out this season. Yeah. Um, some of that also, time that, that, the that, ball that, against the Chargers, and they ran yeah. back for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, like you said, T. Higgins, he was out-targeted. T. T Higgins out-targeted Jamar Chase last game, and yeah. Joe Burrow has a hurt finger. Um, not as bad as – Russell Wilson's obviously, but still that yeah. does affect the football game and defenses have played him differently because he was a deep threat the whole year. Um, and last game, it looked like he was going to have a touchdown, bobbles it, picked off by the Chargers. Uh, defenses are not allowing him that deep run anymore, so he's had to adjust his game. Still a great player, but saying this to him. Not allowing for that deep route is actually not terrible in fantasy football because PPR leagues, point per reception, no, if you catch sure. the ball, that's just an easy point right there, and then tack on the tack on the yards as well. I also have a have a have a feeling that San Francisco is gonna really have their way with that Bengals O line. I feel like Joe Burrow is gonna have a really really tough day uh, getting the ball off in time and finding receivers because again, Jamar Chase is elite. He can get open in a phone booth, but. Um, if they try the knock, and take- knock, who's there? Yeah. Nick Bosa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but as well, like if, if, if they're trying to use T Higgins as a deep threat and yeah. they kind of take Jamar chase out of there, then there's not a lot of time for Burrow to make a decision. And then again, who's coming? It's Nick Bosa. Yeah. That's simple enough. So once again, dangerous pick maybe, but Jamar chase sit next up is Dawson Knox versus Tampa Bay. Um, Knox, especially last game, like we saw, he had problems with drops. There are at least three or four of those passes where he should have probably hauled them in and would have gotten a bunch more fantasy points, but he didn't. Tampa Bay is great defensively, especially on the interior. When you look at the type of routes that Dawson Knox is going to be running, those are interior routes most of the time against a linebacker. And who are the linebackers? White and David, obviously, two of the greatest in the game, best tandem in the game by far. Um, I think he's going to have a little bit of a tough time. Uh, that being said, Buffalo's offense is still good, but Dawson Knox sit versus Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, I feel like Dawson Knox has also done enough this season to kind of put a lot of a lot of teams on notice. Um, yep. You know, you obviously have your flashy uh, outside receivers like Emmanuel Sanders and Stephon Diggs, mix mm-hmm. a little Cole Beasley in there as well. Uh, mix a little up the gut runs with Zach Moss in there as well. And, you know, your offense is looking fairly well-rounded and they worry about everyone else. And then Dawson Knox goes in and tears you up in the inside, in the middle of the field. And I feel like yeah. teams are kind of seeing that and saying, okay, we're, we, we can take Knox out of the game by, t- by taking away the middle. And Tampa Bay is, is going to be perfect at that. I mean, they did that to Travis Kelsey, probably the best tight end in football um, in the Super Bowl. So why can't they do it again? Exactly. Next, next sit. Oh God, another one. <sighs> we are telling you to sit James Conner versus the Rams. Why? Because the Rams are playing better. They got that much needed win. It's a big, big divisional game. I believe that's Monday Night Football too, isn't it? I think so. I think it's Monday Night Football in the desert. 
Yes. No, nope, you're right about that. They mentioned think, that last night. They mentioned that last night. So that already, that's going to be a great game um, between yeah, and, the Rams uh, and the Cardinals. And, and you, you, know, you think about it too. James Conner has been hot lately. Um, yeah, it's very hot. But that's partial of the reason is because Kyler Murray's been out, so he's had to be great offensively. He's handled Whereas, a he's handled a, a fairly sizable workload over yeah. the past couple of weeks. But with Kyler with back, back, like Kyler's going to use his legs a lot more, which is going to maybe take away from some of those runs. But at the same time, like the ramp, I mean, the Rams defense is obviously good. But even if they play to the the way that they should on paper, um, that they're they're one of the best defenses in football. But sure. we, we, we think James Conner might be due for a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a cool down because yeah. Kyler Murray, I think, is going to use his own legs instead of handing the ball to someone else. Which they do have that option now for sure. Last one, Brandon Ayuk, probably actually your least hot take of the day. Yeah. Uh, because Debo Samuel's back. Uh, they're playing Cincinnati. Um, Debo Samuel still Debo's still questionable though. So this 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 could be a a, a really cold take mm-hmm. or it could be hot if Debo is in fact out this week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but either way, like he still gets a low amount of targets between three and six a game. Cincinnati's probably going to bounce back with a much stronger game plan defensively, at least. Uh, I can't speak to their offense necessarily because we mentioned that Burrow situation. Um, but certainly a person who you can look at sitting this week and feel fairly confident about it if you were wanting to start somebody even better. Those are our starts and sits for this week. Let's go on to the end of our episode here. Fantasy player of the week. Yes, fantasy player of the week um, is not George Kittle. No. What? It's not? No, it's yeah. no, it's not. We are giving it to Deontay Johnson. What a week he had. Eight, eight receptions, 105 yards, two touchdowns versus a very stingy Baltimore defense although not looking too stingy after what Deontay Johnson did to them. Um, Deontay Johnson finished with a nice 30.82 fantasy points Mm. and impressed a lot of fantasy managers. And if you had him in your lineup, you would have been more than happy with his production this week. Honorable mention, of course, the aforementioned George Kittle, he put up 39.4 points away from 40 bombing. Um, yeah, Deontay Johnson, fantasy player of the week. Congrats, my friend. Well deserved. Well deserved. We talked about him a bunch this year. One of the best players, most consistent players in fantasy football. That was a huge game, too. Divisional game. Kept the Steelers in the playoff run, arguably. Yeah. I can't believe Mark Andrews didn't catch that two-point conversion. That was actually pretty funny. Man, I felt like the, that was the way the, the way the AFC is looking, though, any like anything is possible, dude. Like, yeah, that's what I said. Like, like NFC, you have oh. you have the you st- who was it? it w- they have a bunch of six. They, like the Eagles are still in playoff contention. Are you kidding me? That does not fly in the AFC. Um, no pun intended. Fly Eagles. Oh, fly. pun was very intended there. <laughs> yeah, pun was intended. Um, but yeah, AFC very exciting. Like you mentioned, great win, great performance, Dante Johnson. Fantasy question of the week. Basically, we're going to talk about who is our fantasy MVP so far, uh, tentatively. Before it's not, Russell, it's not Russell Wilson, by the way. No, <laughs> I don't think it is. We had uh, that was actually pretty funny last week's clip uh, on our Instagram. Go check that out. Instagram reels our last uh, week's clip. But our fantasy MVPs so far. I mean, obviously, you have to look at a couple players here. I I circled two because you know why I circled them because they're Chargers. But yeah, one of them, 
One of them is Jonathan Taylor. Of course, I actually yes. predicted him as like the fourth highest running back. This is if CMC and Derrick Henry are healthy, which both of them aren't. And if you think about it as well, um, who else did I have in there? Um, I had Dalvin Cook on the Vikings uh, too. He's dealt with injuries as well. The only healthy player that I put up there, number four on my list was Jonathan Taylor for fantasy running backs. And yep. I was so right about that. Um, and I'm very happy that I was right about that. He's probably the fantasy MVP. Amazing, amazing job that he's done uh, for that Colts team. He's carrying them. Yeah, I, I, another, another solid mention should go to uh, Cooper Cup and Tom Brady as well. Tom Brady too, man. Like for fantasy quarterbacks coming into the season, he wasn't like the worst option, but he wasn't like, I, I wouldn't consider him like an elite fantasy football quarterback coming into the season, but he, no has, one would. he has proven us all wrong because he's put up a collective total of 284 fantasy points this season, which is to our calculations, third highest. It is third highest PPR leagues. Justin Herbert, fourth highest. I'm so happy about that. He yes. 10th or but 11th also, last year. Another one too is, is is Cooper Cup. Man, that guy has has been electric with Matthew Stafford. Him and Stafford have found something uh, special, I'd say. And I, I remember there was a funny story midseason where uh, Cooper Cup's dad always went out of his way to draft his son in, in fantasy football leagues just out of like courtesy. But I don't think it's courtesy anymore. <laughs> I think it's, it's called, like, like next I, year, I think, this guy's going to be. First round pick, arguably last round. First round pick, or if you don't have any other options, keep your watch. Yep. To be quite honest with you, he he's a he's a guy who's who's a little bit sneaky in in that keeper watch. If you guys do keeper or dynasty leagues, Hmm. um, yeah. So those those are just a few names for sure. But Jonathan Um, Taylor definitely leading the pack. Yes, in our opinion. Arnold mentioned Austin Eckler. No one expected him to be at Chargers. The only team with two players in the top 10 fantasy football. Very happy. And I just happened to have them both on one of my teams. So um, very impressive. But yeah, Jonathan Taylor would probably say is our fantasy MVP so far as we get closer towards the end of the season. Uh, that concludes episode 14 of the fantasy cast. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about everything we we've needed to. Yep. What's the Thursday nighter this week? It's a good one, actually. It's Minnesota and Pittsburgh. Minnesota still Ooh. fighting for a spot. That could be, man, offense. that'd be interesting if Minnesota won. Yeah, and Pittsburgh need oh, it. I mean, man. they need it to stay in, to stay in the playoff picture. They desperately need this one. It's a good game. Good game. You'll see some. Day. You'll see some hungry football players on uh, on that Thursday nighter. Then that that both of those teams are fighting for their lives right now. Absolutely, it's gonna be a good it's, one. Yeah, and then Sunday night. What's we're just going to roll through the primetime games here, I guess. I, I, I know Monday nights, Monday nights, Rams and Cardinals in Arizona. That's going to be a really good game. Yeah. And the desert, of course, we mentioned that before. Well, well done by the schedulers, by the way. Yeah. Very, very well done by the, yeah. They do a great job for some of them. For some of them, they not as well. Some of them, for... some of them are misses, but some of them are like less obvious misses. I'd say like teams. you'd Sunday expect. Night. Sorry. Sunday night bears Packers. Oh, okay, okay. You know what? It's a good that. The, I'll let that slide. I'll let that slide because yeah, that's a it's a now. it's a rivalry game. It's classic. Yeah. You, you gotta have it. I respect it. Sure. Yeah. Um. Again, guys. Uh. Such a such a hot starts and sits list, especially that sets list. So, yeah. if you take our advice and it doesn't work, we're sorry. 
Sorry, um, in advance. Yeah. If your playoffs are starting this week or have started already, we wish you all the best. And if you uh, need any advice or help or, or any strategy talk or you, you just want to reach out to us in general, we are always here for your fantasy football needs. So feel free to send any messages you want to uh, the Fantasy Cast Instagram page. Quick plug. Um, and yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy another awesome week of football. And I hope, hope that I can I can recreate the the second leg at Anfield in twenty. I'm rooting for you. I really am. I I I, it, 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 I need something special, something really really special. Um, or else I'm going out in the first round. And it's gonna can't, be it's and happen. it's gonna and it's gonna be back to the drawing board for me. Yeah. Well, and best happen. of luck, Law. Now, I will I will say though, I am the only uh, I am the only one in the playoffs in our league, in uh, in in this in this podcast. Considering cons- considering our good friend Christian Haggith uh, had the worst record of the league. <laughs> Actually, he had a horrible <laughs> year. I I was so unlucky with matchups, and yeah, and I was I was looking back, and even in my other league, like. I think I'm the eighth seed, eighth or ninth seed. I'm the third highest in points scored. So, yeah. I mean, all about those matchups. But is yeah. what it is. Good luck it to is. everyone out there in playoffs, like Lachlan said. Yeah. Enjoy another great week of football, guys. We will see you again next week. Um, this has been episode number 14 of the Fantasy Cast. He is Ty White. I am Lachlan McTagg. See you guys soon. Enjoy the week. <laughs>